The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a sun in Phoenix, too. 52 to... Phoenix Podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. Howdy. Hello. Uh, yeah, we did <laughs> put this show off for as long as we possibly could, but we thought we were due for an episode, so here we are. We're going to talk about Game 7. We'll talk about the Aiton situation. We'll talk about the upcoming offseason, and uh, I might do some complaining along the way. <laughs> shout outs are in order for our final bet question of the season uh shout out to omar at midcard at best we were guessing chris paul points in game seven omar said 14 chris paul had 10 between the two of us charlie you won the final one uh we finished the season with me winning 13 to 10 so nascar teenies for both of us at some point oh i ran out of time i got one a little too late uh maybe if we were still alive it'd be a different story but maybe maybe oh i'll drink a bud light with olives i guess (laughs) very mediterranean (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's how we're gonna pitch that yeah the mediterranean mascartini (laughs) that's where you put a green olive or that's what alamana olive okay I was going to say, if you're putting black olives in beer, that's... <laughs> Any olives in beer is not going to be good. But... Eh, you know what? Uh, the state of South Dakota would beg to differ. That's fine. We can disagree on that one. It's <laughs> funny. Uh, I saw I someone was down here with me one time, and we were... I think we were at a restaurant, and they ordered a beer, and they asked for a side of, uh, like, a cup of olives with it. And they got the weirdest look. Yeah, I bet. I mean, not many people know, but it's yeah. not that bad. I'm sure we, you know what? We might enjoy it a little bit. We we, we might. We might. Yeah. But, yeah, thanks to everyone for participating in our bet question throughout the season. Um, we probably won't do anything around that for the off season. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't, because there's not going to be much happening um yeah aside for a potential trade but who knows yeah or summer league no i'm just kidding we're not going to do summer league bet questions um but yeah tweet at us at sunny and phx pod and i'll respond probably still uh y- you know i'm 
I want to bring it back to NASCAR teenies for about okay, 40 sure. more minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I just don't want to start this. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know if anyone would be mad. Does anyone want to hear about Game Seven? <laughs> like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, we'll keep it very brief. Uh, yeah. It was the most embarrassing basketball game I've watched the Suns play in ever. Ever, given the moment, I'd say ever. I mean, we've seen some pretty ugly games over our day, Mitchell. But yeah, uh, we have. This one just hurt on a different level. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I quit watching in the second quarter. I hung in there for too long. Um, I did turn it off, but it was much closer to the end of the game. Um, Did you ever imagine yourself doing something like that, though? I mean, we've watched all 82 regular season games for years yeah we have and then obviously you don't miss a playoff game right but that was so it it was embarrassing to even watch it was well 27 points in the first half i mean i was not watching very closely halftime and on even before that you know i was up and out and about i was at my in-laws house we were just hanging out and I just accepted defeat. I'd say I accepted defeat in the first quarter. I remember saying, like, we can't let them get up by 10 at any point. And they got up by 10 in, like, the first four minutes. And I was just like, yeah, like, it's not worth paying attention to. You could just see out the gate what was going to happen. Ugh. And then just the next level, getting booed out of your own arena in a game seven in the playoffs. At halftime. Yes. At halftime, they booed him when they went back to the locker room. And, dude, think of the people who paid money to go to that game. I know. That's who I feel the worst for. I mean, yes. and those tickets aren't cheap. No, they were really expensive. Uh, I mean, given the circumstances of everything that's been going on over the last couple of years, I mean, you know people sacrificed yes. and saved up to go to yes. that game. And that might be the only game they saw this year in person. Like, right. oh boy, I couldn't imagine that. I, I was thinking, would I still be in the arena when I shut off my TV and went back to my office? I, I thought, would I be walking out of the out of the footprint right now? Am I that upset? I, yeah. I might have, honestly. It, I thought about that too. It's hard to say because if I paid a lot of money... I might want to get my money's worth. I don't know. I might just walk around the arena, just check out everything. I don't know, but it's hard to say. I'm glad. I'm glad we didn't go to that one because we had talked about it. Oh, we need to go to a playoff game. And we had talked about, well, let's just save our money and go to a finals game. But Uh, that didn't happen. That hurts. Yeah. No, I think. Okay. I'll preface this by saying I'm not much of a drinker. But had I been there, I probably would have went over to one of those corner bars at the arena and uh, yeah. had to get carried out of the arena by the end of the <laughs> game, probably. that's That would have been the mood. <laughs> the Dirk Bentley, rip-roaring, rip-snorter, country bar, whatever. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, saddle up to the bar, literally. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Ugh. The the renovations on the arena are great, except for that. Yeah, that, that it feels so out of place. It is. I don't know. Do people like that? Like, I want to. I want to know. Did they survey people? Like, what do you want? Do you want the rip roaring country bar, or like, were there other options? Yeah, you know. It, it makes me think back to the Kelly Oubre glamorous cowboy video <laughs> shoot for the new the new Valley jerseys, and yeah. it's like they just bought into that. Yeah, and then he got traded like days after. <laughs> that was funny. They took his they took his name off the back and uh, put Chris Paul on it. And <laughs> that, that, yeah, the famous Chris Paul's rhinestone cowboy, yep. Dirk Bentley bar. Whatever. Yep. They nearly retired that number three Kelly Oubre jersey after. <laughs> I heard they were thinking about it. Ring of yeah. Honor, uh, retirement, yeah. all that stuff. Make Chris Paul wear number four. <laughs> uh, man, we'll get into this, but there's obviously trade rumors going around, and I saw one that had uh, Kelly Oubre returning to the Suns. No, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm fine without that. <laughs> Man, okay, game seven. I don't know what else to say about it. I, like, it I'm not so going to break bad. it down. No, we don't need to talk. We've all heard too much about it already. No. But, yeah, it was embarrassing. I saw some people comparing it to a few years back, our season opener against the Blazers. We lost by 40, and we were at that game. <laughs> and I'm like, I would watch that game ten times in a row over what happened in game seven like game seven was so much worse no i i can't believe you 27 points and a half yeah in the most important game of the year wow I mean, how do you care so little like we went out there and just rolled over immediately yeah i i don't get it and i mean i have a couple theories that are probably way off, but I'll share. Yeah. Uh, I do think Chris was injured again. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I'm blaming our loss on. I'm I'm blaming it on Monty Williams for letting Chris Paul play if he's that hurt. Yeah, yeah. Chris Paul was darn near useless through a string of these games here. And then once they started really picking on him on the defensive end, getting Lucas switched onto him every single time he was toast yeah you can't have you can't have chris paul to be a decoy he's not he's not the decoy kind of guy he needs the ball yep and we just kept doing it over and over nothing changed i mean why not try a different scheme on luca i mean wiggins is doing pretty pretty decent on him he's going under a few screens he's letting luca huck up those threes and, I mean, the entire Mavericks team, I don't know what they shot as a team over that series, but, I mean, we haven't seen them shoot like that here against the Warriors. So, no, no. I mean, they they just got us on every level, and it's a, it's a shout-out to Jason Kidd, mm-hmm. big time. Uh, also, we're watching Luka do some pretty crazy things. Uh, I think he scored, like, 40 and... 
but he keeps losing in those games, so that's what makes it interesting. But I, it's yeah. tough to talk smack about him because he just spanked us. Right. But right. Yeah. I think all of it just makes it more painful. And yeah, I mean, I. It's a little bit frustrating that I know Monty made adjustments, but how long it took. Like, campaign played terribly, and then finally there was a change. And then Chris Paul wasn't playing well, and there was never a change. Why not give Aaron Holiday a shot? Like, what was the point of bringing him in then? Why not just mix it up? Yeah, I I hear you. And... I mean, we can kind of put that back to even the Tory Craig situation. Yeah, Tory Craig. Yeah. He didn't do a thing all playoffs, and that's why no. we traded for him. Right. He didn't do anything. Yeah, you were right. It would have been better to have Jalen Smith. I, why not? <laughs> not that I, that's gonna. That wasn't the. No, that, that's a that's a meme. That's a joke, of kind of. Right. But I mean, if you look at it. Would Jalen Smith do better keeping in front of or contesting shots by Bertans and uh, Kleba? I bet he yes, would. He would have, yeah. Or over JaVale and Busy? Yeah. Eight yeah. and nine. I, I don't know. And yeah. Do we, let's, I don't want to talk about that game anymore. Let's, let's no. talk about the Aiden situation though, because yes. we have to. Yes. And oh boy. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't, I hate to see the chemistry of a team break down. And this is, this is the type of thing that makes that happen. It happened before our eyes. And if this is what actually happened, and I think this came from, uh, Lil Wayne of all people, right? <laughs> yeah. Said that, uh. Monty tried to bring D.A. back into the game when we were down 40 or something, and D.A. said no. Yeah. That, I, oh, man. You can't quit on your team, D.A. You can't do that. That was bad. And, yeah, now we're seeing all these things about how Monty Williams and DeAndre Ayton don't really get along, and Ayton lacks focus, which is true. Yeah. I saw Aiden's some resurgence of the uh, DeAndre Ayton plays video games till five in the morning story, you know, yeah. after we lost. That came out like uh, during the Mavs series, I think. But yeah, after we lose that, that's been getting uh, talked about quite a bit more with this yeah. whole situation. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's what, like 22 years old? Yeah. Like, of course he does. <laughs> right. And about the video game thing. I, when I was 22, I was up late playing video games with my friends all the time, too. Right. And I worked 8 to 5. Right. DeAndre Ayton probably, you know, lifts, shoots, practices, and then he probably sleeps all day so he can play video games with his friends at night. Right. I mean, is the story a little off-putting after what we saw? Yeah, but he's a kid. A I lot mean, of guys do this, too. I mean, a lot of them stream. Booker streams Call of Duty or whatever. Right. Yeah. I have seen a lot of stories about how guys who play NBA 2K have uh, like been in the same lobby as Aiton. Mm-hmm. And he's he's apparently there all the time. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, 
It's just like it's it's so tough because I feel for the big man, honestly. Yes, yes, I do too. And the I don't know if everyone's going to agree with this, but I don't think Chris Paul is the point guard for DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, I mean, who is though? That's right. my question. Right, like, and then if we don't have Chris Paul, do we have the same success in the season? Right. Doubtful. Right. But then you got to remember Chris Paul's 37 going on 38. DeAndre Ayton's 22. What's more important? And right. it's not one or the other right now either. You can right. have both still. Yeah. But as soon as Chris is gone, won't it be really nice to have a center that can score? around the rim that's not a liability on offense. I there's not many guys like that. I think it's I think it's big, but we still need to st- see a step from Aiton. Yeah. But he still deserves the max. He's one yeah. of the best defending centers in the league and yeah, it's a little spotty sometimes, but uh. I think he's going <laughs> to get it from someone. You know, they're People realize how good he is. He's going to get it from someone. I think it's going to come down to when he's offered the max by whatever team, are we going to match that? Yeah. And something I saw, and I'm not too keen on this, is the type of contracts and the guarantees and the timing of things that teams will be able to send along with the max offer uh, are things that they could potentially do just to hurt the Phoenix Suns too. Yeah. To make it yes. less likely for us to accept. That's true. Which is a little worrisome, but yeah. I mean, the, if, if Aiton's as good as what, how, well, I think he is. I think there's going to be teams doing anything at all costs to be able to send him that max offer. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, there so, will be. There will be teams that will utilize him better, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, what I'm getting at is let's be patient for one more year and then utilize DeAndre Ayton properly while yes. he's making all this money. Yes. Because he's proven that he can be dominant and not by dunking on guys. You just He needs a foot in the paint and his baby hook is going to go in at about a 70% rate. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, not all about point. the it's not he's not the best pick and roll player. Uh, straight up, that's not that's not where he's going to be uh the most right. successful as a pro. It's not in the pick and roll. And that's all right. Chris Paul can do. Yeah. That is his strength for sure. But it'd be foolish to run away from the situation that we have just because DeAndre is maybe getting a little upset. And another yeah. thing, another yeah. reason to get upset, he's guarding Luca, right, all night, right. more than anybody else. Like him and Chris, and then Mikhail are pretty much the three that guarded Luca throughout the series. Yeah, that's a good point. The other thing I think about is if there's anyone in the world that can repair a relationship, it's Monty Williams. If their relationship is strained, that can be fixed. They can, you know put egos aside and figure that out if worse comes to worse, I think. 
I agree with that, and I think James Jones is an excellent GM in that case yes. too. He seems like yes. he's a pretty cool character when it yes. comes to that. He'll story. understand, yeah. So I think that that is a strength, and I think ultimately I want Aiton to come back. I think you're right that Chris Paul's time in the NBA is coming to a pretty quick halt here. It's almost up. Uh, and Aiton has a lot of career left. He is so young. He's got a lot left in the tank. And I don't think we can just give up a great player for the sake of two years max, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, looking at it even more basically, you passed on Luca. And then you let him go. That would be, yeah, I've thought about that. That would be so bad. Because clearly we've seen, we have seen over the years, and especially in this series, we made a mistake. We needed to take Luca. Come after me, whatever. I know some people still disagree with that. But, like, that's just the truth. Like, Luca was the best player in that draft. He's a top five player in the NBA right now. Um, but, whatever. We can't rewrite history. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh if we if we took Aiton first and got rid of him after his rookie contract, that would be horrible. Because Aiton is still a great player, and we've talked about this many times. Top three-ish center in the league. Um, you know, Jokic, obviously, number one. Embiid. Embiid. Then, you know, you've got Gobert is in there, but he doesn't do anything on offense. Like, yeah, Aiton is right up there with all of those top centers in the league. So I don't think we can just give him up that easily. Well, um, looking at the past, we saw how easily we were able to give up on Jalen Smith. <laughs> this is a different I think situation. that's a little bit different, but yes, that's true. But, I mean, it's a, it's a taste of... Uh, that's true. And that was James Jones's own guy. Aiton's not even Jones's guy. Right. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, and okay, so let's say we do trade Aiton. The stuff that I've seen that could potentially happen is uh, interesting, I guess. We were talking about it before the show that Miles Turner and the sixth pick, the money works out. Uh, from the Pacers. Don't know if I love that. I can't really say there's anyone in this draft that I'm like really super excited about, uh, especially outside the top three. So that's an option, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Uh, Other things I've seen are, you know, we talk about how Rudy Gobert is unhappy in Utah, and he's there's murmurs that it's Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert and not both on the Jazz. So maybe it's a Gobert kind of thing. I don't know how the money would work. There would probably have to be some other pieces in that. Uh, I don't love that, personally. Though, Gobert plays defense and catches lobs, which Chris Paul loves. It, it's so tough to say. Like, yeah. If you trade him, you lo- you're losing a potential great center. You're not going to get a better yeah. center than DeAndre Ayton in the trade. No. Uh, 
power forward would be the next one. You know, maybe let Cam Johnson play a little more backup three. Who knows what's going to happen with Jay Crowder next year is the last year of his contract. Mm-hmm. Maybe we find a four. Then we don't have a five unless JaVale wants to come back and we think Busy is a – that's not a you, – you can't have those two as your centers because – No, no. Neither of them can really play more than 24 minutes in a game. So right, right. something's got to give there. Yeah. I mean, what do you upgrade? How do you upgrade? Point guard? You, you get a – you find the replacement for Chris Paul while Chris Paul's still here for another year? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Shooting guard set. Small forward set. What do you do to get yeah. better? There's not much. Right. You can get uh, cheaper. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that was the thing. There was a Bleacher Report article that came out about maybe the Hawks having some interest in Aiton. And that includes maybe Clint Capella or um, John Collins somehow being involved. I don't think either of those guys make us better. Uh, there was the rumor that we were interested in Sabonis. Um, I would have loved that, go Zags. I also think Sabonis is a great player. Uh, Aiton is still probably better, though. Yeah, um, no matter which way you spin it, we're going to lose a trade if we trade DeAndre Aiton. Yeah. I guess, uh, and this is so out of character for me, I'm just pessimistic about it. I really just think he's gone. I don't want that, but that's what I think is going to happen. I think someone's going to give him the max and we're not going to want to pay him. And that'll be that. Maybe it's just because we've seen this history over the years. But, But a part of this depends on ownership, too. And we still have this investigation going. We don't know what's going to happen with ownership. That's exactly what I was just thinking. Like, yeah. what, what, when's that going to fall? Like, when do we yeah. figure out what that situation is? Because, I mean, ownership, that's going to play a big deal in it. Because, that is going to be you know, huge. GM has quite a bit of control. But when it comes to that bottom dollar, you know Robert Sarver is watching that like a hawk. Exactly. That luxury tax. He doesn't want to go into right. that. But does Larry Fitzgerald pay into the luxury tax? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder how much Larry has kicking around because I mean, that's not cheap. That's going to be millions and millions of dollars if you go into that. So that's right. Oh, uh, it, it's not fun to think about. But then again, we have cheap Robert Sarver, but he's the guy who supposedly really really wanted us to draft Aiden the the University of Arizona guy they have that connection yeah I guess that's true yeah I don't know it's it is going to be an interesting offseason I've seen a lot of people kind of saying Chris Paul cannot be the second option either just in general like we need to make it so uh Chris Paul is like the third scoring option and we could do that with Aiden definitely but we're not i mean that would cause that would require chris paul to adjust his game and i don't think that's happening um unless he wants to play until he's 45 and decides i can make a lot of changes to keep playing but i don't think that's going to happen um so i think that's where where i think about okay you know if we really do if we really are going to trade aiden 
really just trying to find a very consistent scorer, trying to somehow acquire a Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard. But <laughs> I don't think I don't see that yeah. happening. Yeah, I'll be happy or I'll be content if it's for a star. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm. That's going to be a big step backwards for us. Right. Right. So. <laughs> okay. I know. So wild. <laughs> All right. I. I'm getting bummed out. Let's talk yeah. about the NBA offseason, the upcoming schedule. The Suns have a action-packed offseason with the summer league and the draft <laughs> with. Uh, with no names pick. like Ife Lundberg, Ish Wainwright, and zero draft picks. Uh, I, how do you get excited <laughs> for the draft? I mean, unless a trade drops. Yeah. I mean, I get excited because of the Gonzaga guys that could get picked. But yeah. But if you're looking it. at it from the Suns' perspective, it's a, it's a no-go. No, it's lame. It's boring. Yeah, but as we, a Miami we, Dolphins fan who just had to pretty much sit out an entire draft, this yeah. sucks. Same with the Broncos. Broncos yeah. had very few picks. This stinks. But we have Russell Wilson now. I hope Russell Wilson's actually good still. I bet he, he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be better than Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, that's for sure. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, the Dolphins' backup now. Oh, is he? Yep. Um. Yeah, but... The draft is. I I'll probably maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. Oh, I'll watch it. Uh, here's my take on the draft class. I've heard, you know, a lot of people were saying this is a weak one. I'd say it's weak at the very top, but other from that, I'd say it's actually pretty deep. After that, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people are saying after, like right after the lottery, it is pretty much open game until like pick forty. Uh, guys could go anywhere. So interesting. There's a, a lot of there's a good handful of guys who are just like win now, plug and play type guys that you can probably get something out of. Who, uh, you know, a team like the Suns who would have the 30th pick would love a guy like that. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, I, I think it'll be a fun one to watch because yeah, it's going to get a little spicy. It, I mean. As a Suns fan, you got to sit there and watch in case we trade because that's the that, if well, we make a trade on in the first round of the draft, it means yeah, crap is going down. The past two seasons, we have made trades in the draft too, so very true. That it it is going to be something to watch. That's a good point. Yeah, and that is in less than one month. Right, that's coming. That'll be here in a hurry uh the combine is complete that happened last week so mm-hmm. and now it's just kind of fun this is the weird part of the off season, the draft process where like who knows where guys are going to be falling on big boards and stuff and then once the draft actually comes around there's going to be there's always some crazy dude who gets picked in the first like josh primo last year nobody saw that coming he went so early so yeah or when oh jalen smith yeah. Oh, my my call, just so I can get this uh, on record, a guy who will go earlier than everyone expects is Traquavion Smith out of NC State. He's mm-hmm. a point guard. He's uh, probably a guy that should go back for another year. Mm-hmm. But if he were to do that, you'd have to be paying the premium for him because he'll be like a 
he'd be a top 10 next year, something like that. So okay, good to get him a year earlier. That, that's just my call. I don't really think I have a draft hot take. Um, looking at the mock I have pulled up. Uh, yeah, I really don't. What do you think about the prospect of a Jalen Suggs-Chet Holmgren repairing? Well, they never played together. High school they did. Oh, high, oh that's right. In high school yeah. they did, yeah. Minnesota I think boys. that would be great. No, I would love to see two Zags playing together on another team that's not the Wizards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that would be cool. I, I don't really think Chet's going to go one. Um but I, I would love to see those two together. I think that would be really fun. Especially yeah. after Jalen uh, Suggs had his injury last year and, you know, didn't get to play a full season, but showed some promise when he was healthy. Right. I have Suggs in a fantasy basketball league, like a, a really nerdy keeper basketball league. So I'm a I'm invested in Jalen Suggs and he uh. is. He is an incredible defender. I will say that. Like yeah. day one as a rookie guarding one through three. Mm-hmm. Heck of a job. Heck of a job. Yeah. Yeah. I love Suggs at Gonzaga. He was so exciting. And yeah, it, it'd be great to have him and Chet back together. Cause yeah, I forgot they did play high school together. Yeah. I saw Chet posted something recently that was like, Oh yeah, by the way, I do eat and I do lift weights. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I Chet, is he a little overrated right now? Maybe, but like, and I know this is a tough comparison because it's a generational kind of thing, but look at Giannis. Like, Chet looks just like Giannis looked like at the when he was drafted. So, you know, Chet will come around and he's going to be really good. In the year 2025, Chet will be yoked like Giannis. <laughs> I don't know about that, but... Yep. He'll you I know, do. he'll get stronger. <laughs> so Okay, that that does it for yeah. draft talk since we don't have a pick anyways. Uh NBA Summer League, July 7th through the 17th. And again, um you know, this will be depending on the draft if we, you know, trade in or maybe some undrafted free agents uh sign we sign. Those will be guys on our Summer League squad. Other than that, my two hopefuls from the roster would be Lundberg and Wainwright. Maybe yeah. they'll go get some run at summer league this year. Yeah. It, it might be fun to see Lundberg, Wainwright and Drew Timmy and Andrew Nemhard play together in the summer league. <laughs> there might be quite a few uh, Zags rocking the summer league this year. It's possible. I it's, it's really hard to say. I think, I think Timmy should go back and I ultimately think he will. I don't know for sure, but he's got a year of eligibility left. He might as well just go and be really good in college one more year. But who knows? Nemhard, I think, is gone. Uh, I think he's done with playing college ball. But we'll see. Uh, There could be a few, though. There's a few that declared. I think four of the five starters declared for the draft. But I doubt they'll all stay in it. Um, Yeah, I, I think this is the summer league that I care the least about. Because uh, my wife's due date is right in the middle of that. Yeah, that that'll be a little more important than watching uh, <laughs> Ish Wainwright at summer league. Yeah. So, and you know, I 
considered going. Like I'm available to this year. It, the timing works out, but I just don't know. Yeah. There's no if if we make a draft pick, you know, here in a few weeks, and I like it, maybe I'll go. You know, we can pop over there for a weekend pretty easily. Yeah. Me. So it's not yeah. like uh, that's not a big issue. But yeah, I I just don't know. I, I'm waiting for our return, though. Uh, a full return to Vegas. We'll bring the wives, maybe the kid this time. Yeah. That yeah. type of thing. And just just go enjoy some, some b-ball at the... It would be fun. Yeah. The Tommy Mackey Center. Yes. Well, that's last year. You guys were busy last year, but we basically did what you described. We went for a weekend. It was... Me and Denise and my sister came with us. And then friend of the show, the man who needs no introduction but gets a really long one anyway, the man who read all the Harry Potter audiobooks, uh, Josh Cranwetter, at Josh Cran on Twitter, uh, he came with us. And yeah, we just went for a weekend. And Josh and I went to uh, Summer League just for one day. We watched maybe three games uh, while my wife and my sister went shopping that day. And then otherwise we just like hung out. We went and, you know, went to the casino. We ate at good places. Um, pretty low key. It was fun. Yeah, I I'm due. I'm due to go back, but this might not be the year. Sadly. Yeah, no, but you're right. When, once it's, you know, once my child is a little bit older and can, care for herself a little bit more maybe we we really do it and everyone goes and we do it up that would be fun uh what was the attendance like last year um it was about what it usually is okay yeah i mean we saw we went to a game with um oh my gosh was it leangelo ball it must have been or wait, was it? No, it couldn't have been Lamelo. He didn't play summer league. Not One last of the ball. Year. Yeah. It, so it was Leangelo. He actually played with the Hornets, I believe, and right. that was yep. packed. Yeah, we <laughs> did go to that, and we didn't even intend to. That was just the game that was going on. We got there, and the Pacers played someone, and Josh is a Pacers fan, so we watched that game. Then the next game was the Hornets played someone. And so we saw Leangelo, and that was interesting. And then the Suns played right after that. And, like, everyone left for the Suns game. But yeah, there was no one of note on that team. The Ball family has a following at Summer League, no matter what. Do you remember when we were there? I, I don't know if it was Lonzo's first game for the Lakers, but it was one of the first. Yeah, I do. We popped in mid-game because we were watching the Suns and it was the first time where we had to sit in the upper deck because the lower level was completely full and there were people up in the upper decks. It was crazy. That's the only time I've ever had to sit in the upper deck. Uh, I I think the last time I was there at least there were people like sitting in the upper decks. You could probably have filled in in the front somewhere. Uh, But uh, uh. people have been more more and more people go to summer league every year it feels like which is yes. which is cool. Yes. Well, and the thing 
about summer league that is so great is like everyone is just like walking around and everyone there loves basketball and you see reporters and you see coaches and scouts and players like uh josh and i actually ran into chet holmgren and we just said go zags to him (laughs) uh not that big of a deal but like it was still cool because like we were just both walking to the parking lot at the same time that's what's really fun about summer league yeah i that it's fun you're you're in your element with a lot of people who are just uh like just like you yeah you know the 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 non-casual basketball fans exactly it's like comic-con for basketball yeah 100 percent mm-hmm and I, I know I've said this on the show probably every year, but I love <laughs> just people watching towards the end of Summer League. Oh, yeah. Because you can tell the the troopers who have been there for about a week because they're all just burnt out by the end. and They look like they're about ready for a, a three-day nap. Yeah. So I, I, I like those vibes. It's always kind of funny. And it I can is. relate some of those times. Too. Yeah, we've been there. <laughs> <laughs> we went... We went for eight days that one year. <laughs> really? You went yeah. eight days? Oh. Yeah. That's that was a insane. couple years ago. Yeah. I will probably never do that again. No, I'll never stay in Vegas for that long again. No, no. Definitely not. Yeah. The weekend is the way to do it, I think. Or maybe take a Monday off, you know. Yeah, a long Monday, weekend. Come back long. Monday. Yeah. That is the way to do it. All right. Well, we're already getting into this territory, but... We'll move to the non-sports section of the show. How did you occupy your time after the Suns loss? <laughs> well, I returned to an old friend. I went back to the Rim World. I yeah. played Rim World for about a week after we lost as my uh, hobby extra time. It's pretty much all I wanted to do. It was it was good to just take a video games. Really, are just a, a brain clearance for me, like. Mm-hmm. I can not worry about things when I get sucked into a video game. So, uh, yeah, that's that's how I occupied my uh, what would otherwise be basketball time. Yeah, um, I have to go sports related just a little bit for a second. Um, playoff hockey is about one round behind the NBA. So this is the second round right now. And I'm a big Avs fan, so the Avs are playing really well, and they're in the second round right now. So I've I've been watching more hockey, but non-sports-wise, um, a lot of it is, like, baby stuff that we're doing. Like, you know, because we're getting pretty close, so taking care of all of that, doing some planning. I built a crib. Um, yeah, just getting the house ready. And then, yeah, we have, like some parenting classes that we're doing starting this week, actually. And then I'm going to my, there's a class for dads that I've been calling a brother's blessing um, because the one for moms is called a mother's blessing. (laughs) So I'm going to a brother's blessing uh, on uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks. Um, So yeah, a lot of like parenting stuff. Very cool. And with that uh, notice to our listeners, I'm going to be taking over the editing for the episodes within the next uh, couple months here. So if you see a, a dip in quality, that's probably <laughs> why. But I, w- I will work on it and I will I will put out 
something decent for you guys to listen to, I hope. Well, and I'm no expert editor or anything. <laughs> well, compared to my experience as an editor, I'd consider you an expert. You'll get to my level in about two weeks, probably. <laughs> okay, so yeah, maybe maybe two crummy episodes coming up. Uh, you'll You might be able to hear it. All right, that does it for this week. We thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, you know, we haven't locked down our off-season schedule yet because yeah. we just uh, didn't talk about the Suns for a week. Yeah. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll be back within a week or two at the absolute most, and we'll uh, we'll let you guys know the off-season schedule after that. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod, and we'll see you again soon. Go Suns!